Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, with your other host, Tasha Courtney. She's got a mouth full of toast. <laughs> raisin, cinnamon raisin. This psychopath decided, right as we were about to turn the red button on, to make three pieces of toast. What kind of OCD mind makes three pieces of toast? I just thought I might be hungrier than two. They're small pieces of bread because they're gluten-free bread. And I was feeling pretty hungry. And there was a third piece just like laying in the bag, so I ate it. So you did two pieces of toast in the toaster, and then you did you let the third guy fly solo in the toaster? Yeah. I grew up feeling bad for that third piece of toast. Why? I grew up feeling bad for him. I know. You told me about He's how he used to He's in the oven by himself. For like um, bent cans in the grocery store. I used to talk to so many inanimate things. I still do. I still feel bad for things. But that's a weird feeling when you're like, I can look back to when I was seven and I would need to incorporate all, maybe even younger, I need to incorporate all the different types of Lego pieces so none of them felt left out when I was making something, which made the ugliest Lego things because I'd have like that fat piece, that two by four or whatever, the fat piece that I've like had stuck on, uh, you know. But is your life so good that you really have to invent reasons to feel sad all the time? Like, I got enough going on that I don't need to invent sad. I need to invent happy. I invent happy love story between the two crooked pineapples. That's about Crooked pineapples? Remember we had those two pineapples that were crooked? You got some crooked ideas. (laughs) No, I just think, I think if, uh, I don't know. It's not like a forced empathy. It's just I grew up feeling bad for things. Not necessarily just feeling bad for them, but I was... Uh, you know, when you're a kid, it's not just humans that create the world. It's all the things around you. So I'd have, you know, I'd talk to my hermit crabs, but I'd also, you know, which really fucked me up growing up. Why? Those hermit crabs fucked me up. Because they died? Yeah. Hermie. My first, my I first don't, pet. I feel like in general, they don't live very long. I know. What an idiot they were to give me Your a pet. Your voice is really loud in my My voice ears. is loud? Yeah. Well, that's I turned myself up louder so the audience knows who's running the system. <laughs> you're, listen, you're on two. But it's is not that, that my headphones need to be lower. It's that you need to be lower. Well, that's, I feel like I'm already as low as I like to go. All right. How's well, that sound? Good? But you're fine with me being low? No, you're higher than I am. You just need to enunciate. You got that toast voice. You got that breakfast toast voice. You can't be loud and assertive after eating a crunchy piece of toast. You got carb brain right You've now. You've been to like South Carolina, right? Or like Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I've been to both. Myrtle Beach. They have like stores where they're just like full of hermit crabs and tiny turtles oh, and like things that, and, that are meant to die immediately. Well, it's nature's introvert. Hermit crab. And they're a little misunderstood. I think they're more social than people think. But the saddest part is you know when it's leaving its shell that it's about to die. And I would just come home and watch it. And then I had the incident with my rabbit, how the rabbit escaped and we never found him. I mean, this shit will fuck you up. No wonder we're on episode three number 306. (laughs) We still haven't gotten to the bottom of Dave's problems. Yeah, number 306. (laughs) We'll talk about Hermie the Hermit Crab. It's a very shellfish episode. Um, You know what I mean? Shell company. Hermie the Hermit Crab. Great. Starting his own shell company. Okay. Speaking of Ozarks and things that don't matter. Um, All right. Well, it's a sad and somber day for the young heartthrobs Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Did you know that Ariana is older than him? Uh, I bet you didn't know that. No, I don't know. Guess their age. 
Quick, go. 25 and 24. Whoa, bingo. Am I right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, she's 25, he's 24. But he also grew up early. They, they've, here's the thing. They're both... You know, we actually don't do much pop culture. You know what I mean? Maybe we should do a pop culture episode every uh-huh. once in a while. Well, you, look, your improv skills are as... Okay, um, but do you have a, r- something I, you want to talk about instead of just criticizing me? Your improv skills are as good as that gluten-free toast. It is delicious. So. It is. <laughs> is, it the, is it Raisin Bran? Raisin Bran? It's Cinnamon Raisin Swirl. Cinnamon Raisin Swirl gluten-free toast. And the third piece is just sitting there. Well, because you're throwing a fit about me taking too long I, I, to look, eat it's pieces n- of toast. Audiences Literally do not want to hear it. Take day. one bite. Take one bite. I'm going to turn you up. Here. Let's, you let's don't all, need to turn it up. Ladies and gentlemen of the Sex Actually podcast, do you want to enjoy a bite of gluten-free toast? Everyone is so grossed Go out right Go now. Go for it right now. All right. If you're going to get grossed out by this, just no, press mute on your But cup. here. But is that, is that butter? So, so, sop yeah. it up with some butter. It has butter. Okay. Here we go. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. I apologize. Just enjoy it. No, 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 no. But before you bite, get up to that microphone. I get I'm going to get food get, on the microphone. I have to have it. room to put the bread okay, in between the mic and my go. mouth. Enjoy this toast. And I'll then, chew it chewily. Then we're going to bend it and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Ready? Go for it. Eat that cinnamon swirl. That's actually chewy. Okay, good. You done? You happy? Back to Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. <laughs> the pressing issues of our day. <laughs> they both are fucked up. With, you know what I mean? They, do you, do you, you know, his dad died in 9-11 when he was a kid. His dad was, yeah, you knew that. His dad was a firefighter. Died in 9-11. Building fell on him. And then, and then Ariana Grande, as much as I want to make fun of her, she had the concert in England when the fucking shooting happened. Yeah, but I'm, I would go on a limb and say that's not the reason that she's a little messed up. I would say the reason she's a little messed up is because she was a Disney Channel star. Yeah, that too. That too. She's literally been a, a star since pre-puberty. She yeah. didn't hit puberty yet. She's fucking tiny. She got the, but she's also um, she also had her ex-boyfriend die a few weeks ago or whenever, a month ago. Mm-hmm. What would you do if an ex died? Would you go to their funeral? I feel like you're not allowed if you're an ex. Really? I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. Do you have any exes that you care more about than others? Like if they passed away? You're allowed. Look, yeah. you're allowed to care about an ex. I won't sure, judge you. Yeah. What the fuck, Tasha? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There are some that I'm like perfectly okay to never see again in my life. And there are others that I also don't want to see again in my life, but I don't wish them ill will. Let me, let me, uh, Here's how I can relate to Donald Trump. Okay, listen closely, folks. Grab your toast. I can relate to Donald Trump in this sense. If and when, or when I die, I hope heaven has a way to look down and see how many people came to your funeral. I would really appreciate a good crowd size. <laughs> I would even fudge the numbers. What's wrong with If you? everyone else, hey, hey, everyone in heaven is like, hey, Dave, how did it go? Oh, massive numbers. Huge numbers. The most people that I've ever been. To a funeral. I feel like our generation has problems like that. That they just are... They're a flaky generation. I feel like back in the day, like our parents or even more so like our grandparents age, they really truly believed in like showing up for people's birthdays. Um, like, like important events. You know, if somebody invites you to something, you show up. Birthdays, funerals, especially. Social media gives you the chance to be there from your bed. 
you can literally be on the shitter and you know live stream someone's funeral if they so you know want it to be that way wow i don't think that that's a thing why do you think they broke up i know you don't care but um and I know I'm only talking about this because I'm going to make it the title of the episode. Mac and get Miller more downloads. and Ariana Grande. No, Mac Miller died. He had an over- overdose. Oh, why do I think Pete Davidson? For a billion dollars, I, I couldn't That's name we one of That's we were talking about before. We were talking about funerals. Well, I couldn't name either one of their songs for one billion dollars. Can you name an Ariana Grande song? Mm. You make me feel. That's an Ariana Grande song? Yeah. You she like sampled it. Like she sampled the woman. Aretha Franklin. Thing. Oh, that doesn't count. You can't say a sample. Well, that's all I know. Okay, fine. So why do you think um Oh, I can I can think of songs. Do you think we would be do you think we would be together if we had the level of success that they have? I I don't know. Do you I think mean, relationships are meant for people that aren't super successful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think it's just like a way like a common no, denominator it's a partnership everyone feels better does better with a partner i you think, think so yeah you think you're more success well you could look at your earnings i would i would estimate in my best uh estimation that you are way more successful since dating me and f- to the point <laughs> where i think there's some level of commission i should be receiving i don't know but keep dreaming would you say so you were actually like when we started dating you five years ago um had a lot of free days and we would we would get in these ruts where we wouldn't really do anything and i was like thinking that would be the worst for a relationship for both partners to like not have work do you know what i mean it really was like we would Too like much free time like, yeah i'd go to some of your auditions like woof and it's not that i like i enjoyed the idea of being supportive but i feel like there was some boundaries that needed to be set there that naturally happened but it's not good it's not va- it's not good time to be sitting in a car waiting for you and vice versa and i know we've pulled each other to do things like that i know i can't have you come to an, a mic or a show unless it's like you know it's just not good I wonder if any other couples have these issues or if it's just unique to us because we're like, our job's very freelance. Like, no one would ever go to their husband's nine to five. You'd go to his Christmas party. You know what I mean? There'd be very specific times where you'd go support them. But we have these ideas like we support each other because it's in that side of town or we both have a day off. Or, you know what I mean? Well, if we both have the day off and we're trying to spend a little time together, it makes sense that we still have to check all of our errands off our list. So if that means you accompany me to some appointment, whether it's a casting or like a one hour fitting or something, that makes sense to me. Look, I love when if you, we're spending the whole day together and just checking things off our list. I love when popping you have into work. Lowe's. Popping into like, Lowe's. <laughs> How's your dating life going? going? To we popped into Lowe's. <laughs> After that, yeah, we might even go into Michael's. Who knows? It's in the same plaza, folks. We're living crazy. I don't know if you catch my Instagram story over the weekend, but we looked at Christmas trees, folks. It's October. Man, I really, I I looked up to see if that company makes any other types of dogs. You might have a problem that you like Christmas music so much. What? What's the problem? It just. I don't know. It's like you're. It's like you. You're not whole without a Christmas radio station. I can't on. fucking wait. I mean, how much money do you spend for Sirius XM radio to listen to Janis Joplin for <laughs> ten months out of the year and Christmas music for two months? You're smiling because I'm right. You smile like the Grinch. You have this most sinister ear to ear smile. Breaking news. I'd like to be the first to report this in the 
Tasha and Dave household. But did you know that Megan and Harry are expecting their first child? Yes, I did. Well, that's all I got for that. <laughs> Will it look more like a more like Megan or more like Harry? I don't know. But it would be cute to have a dark skinned baby with red hair. Megan's that's half like black? the ultimate yeah. Dark skinned with blue eyes and red hair? Um, eye color I don't know, but dark skin red hair is really cool i met this comedian named chris robinson from toronto who's a light-skinned black guy with green eyes i almost blew him yeah that's a, that's a <laughs> he's a good looking dude combination it's not true I, I feel i shouldn't keep saying that to guys that don't know me because i think some guys think i'm gonna blow them now and they're, <laughs> they're, they're ready for an easy score because i have nice lips i might be good at sucking dick we don't know we don't know this, folks. I wanted to make a note on Megan and Harry's announcement that they started dating in 2016. So in case you're uh, doing some math, they, they started the- dating. They met in 2016, were engaged in 2017, and are now married yeah, she's and been, expecting. She's, she's been married before, so it speeds up the process. No, it doesn't. When you're, on, you're just the, making up excuses. There's two things that speed up the process. When you've already been married, you cut the bullshit. And you go, we're going to do this for what? I got three ovaries he left. He hasn't already been married. Is it ovaries or eggs? How many ovaries do you have? Two? Two. So you have two ovaries, and they're producing eggs? Yes. Regardless of whether or not a guy comes inside you? Yes. And that's my my um, the medical term. So regardless of loads are dumped, you're going to be... So you're, you're, you're like a chicken. Eggs. Chickens produce eggs regardless of whether What's or not the really hen... What's really interesting is I read somewhere that you're... When you are like a fetus, you already have the cells or, yeah, I guess when you're a baby, you already have all of the eggs inside of you that you're going to have for your entire lifetime. Really? You start out with like a number of eggs. This is why, look, we don't need to make this spiritual or about God, but it's like, how do you not believe in something when you think of the shit that has to go right? to make a quote-unquote miracle, even though literally idiots make miracles every day behind a Walmart, well, you know, dumpster? I think the... I don't know. I mean, women are only fertile like four days a month. So maybe that's what you're talking about, how much has to go right. Yeah, I mean, but then like dudes have sperm, right? And not, not all the sperm are even built to conceive, we have like but a football team of sperm. You could, if say, um, you had like a lineup of of girls, one for every day. If they were lined up on like their cycle, on their ovulation cycle, and they were, f- and you hit them on fertile days, you could literally make thirty babies in thirty days. Whereas girls cannot do that. That sounds like a Elite Daily article. 30 babies in 30 days. And it's like one dude like, you know, a wide receiver for the New York Jets like knocks everyone up. You know, there's a guy that played for the Jets who like had like 13 kids and didn't know half their names. Really? It's an IQ thing. If you're not a smart person, I think you dump more loads into people. I I do. We were talking about this on a on our hike, right? Just that like dumb people are procreating and no offense, Chase, my sister. <laughs> I'm not calling my sister dumb. She's got four kids. I would love children. I, I, I love children very much. But um, anyway, there's many factors that lead to me not being stable enough to, to want to provide 
and be a good dad for them. But sperm... Well, that is a conscious decision that you make. Like, uh, I'm not in the position to be having kids or caring for kids right now, so I'm going to put it off. You know Elizabeth no, that- Corkum? No. She just posted. She's she. she I, you might know her from background in New York, but she just posted a photo of her running a marathon, and she said she was six weeks pregnant, but she had an abortion. But she got so much love from people for just like candidly talking about the fact that she had an abortion. You know, just because it's like, look, if you're gonna do shit that has, you know, there's a PTSD that comes with abortion in a lot of cases that's just proven you you it fucks you up and it's well what's fucking you up is it because society doesn't accept it or is it you know and yeah, it could be a number it of like things guilt that's external and i don't pretend from to know external forces and i've been lucky enough to not be aware of any abortions i've been a part of but um the uh, sperm the sperm are like a foot you know because go patriots patriots won last night sperm are like a football team there's you know there's sperm with jagged heads that are there just to kick out other dudes sperms it's yeah, fucking nuts i think there's some controversy surrounding that and but i've definitely read that sperm wars and they say that the head of the dick is built that way so it when you fuck it scoops out other other sperm when you think about the head of a dick, when you fuck into a vagina, it's if, assuming the vagina is full of sperm from a previous load of a previous guy. How would that work for someone that's uncircumcised? They Same still, thing. it's still that their dick's still ahead. They just have to anteater their way. I don't know. Maybe the uh, there was a Reddit question that was like a guy saying, should he uh, warn? I hate to say warn as if it's a bad thing, but should he alert his lady before they hook up that he's uncircumcised? Well, he is in the minority in the United States, which is, I don't know, kind of whack. But you'd that we've say made it like policy to circumcise all babies. To cut babies' dicks. To chew them off if you're Jewish, right? What is it? That's the, uh, not nice. No, but it's the, the uh, Hasidic, uh, the Hasidic uh, Jews. They the, the rabbi bites off the the tip of the dick. These are facts, folk. I know I'm... I'm and do they give the baby a shot of penicillin immediately after? No. This is what's happened is that babies have gotten herpes because of rabbis. Google it, folks. I'm not just making this shit up. Maybe you are. Maybe your news <laughs> source is bullshit. Yeah, I read it on Breitbart. It has to be true. <laughs> no, there's there's uh, there's a lot of fucked up shit that, in that in the Hasidic... Anyway, um, no one cares about it because it's literally the Hasidic Jewish population in the U.S. is either on La Brea in Los Angeles or one... Uh, city block in brooklyn and if you don't live on those two places no one even knows what i'm talking about but it is interesting it's an interesting google to see how to see how culture does this male circumcision shit and then and how you know we're i'm probably going to be in the minority you know when i'm when i'm an old granddad telling my grandkids like well i'm on i'm circumcised they're gonna go what the fuck you piece of shit no one does that and it's like oh, back in my day the doctor's cut off the tip of my dick <laughs> it was supposed to be cleanly <laughs> it was like what what why do they do that i bet you it's an insurance thing i bet you the doctors make more money They're like oh we need to cut these things off so i would have been a bigger dick if they didn't cut off the tip give me the old high and tight at the barbershop hey folks um oh but i was thinking of this the the women have two so okay so so women have two ovaries I, I hope this is the episode that someone's go, like decides to listen to to be like, oh, I heard about this very factual spiritual <laughs> show, and I'm like, this one you I got a different load in the <laughs> vagina you got, and that was like my redneck Bill Cosby. You got it when you got to get the pudding right, out. Stop. I've had too much of this cold brew, Trader Joe's, iced Seriously, coffee. Seriously, you got to be careful with cold brew, babe. It's like got way more caffeine than a regular. 
coffee. I, think. I love this cold brew. It's a, it's a, basically it's an, inc- they don't sponsor this, but they should, uh, Trader Joe's cold brew coffee. It's a closed packet. It's a closed filter pre-filled with coffee beans, ground coffee beans. So all you have to do is put it in a pitcher of water. And then the next morning you wake up to cold brew coffee. So I put it in a mason jar. Anyway, women have two ovaries. Correct me if I'm wrong. Men have two ball bags. One ball bag, two balls. Yeah. They're the same thing. They come from the same thing. But Basically, all babies are all fetuses are girls. To but, start out, everybody's a girl to start but out. You know and that- then like your either your balls stay inside or they go outside <laughs> and either it grows into a wiener or it stays a clitoris. We should do an episode <laughs> where we read the same thing and try to explain it to people. Science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to do an episode? We sound like idiots right now, just so you know. No, we I really think, should I, have no, no, more no. facts. I think people are listening going, I didn't know the chicken didn't because uh, I until someone explained it on an epi- on a podcast that chickens lay eggs regardless of whether or not they're impregnated. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And I don't know if impregnate is the right term. But my point is, did you know that every scrotum has a scar line going up it? And that's where like the DNA decided to like seal that shit up and not become a woman. Did you know that? I have a, I have a, a scar seam. or a seam not, not, and it's a scrotum and it goes up the back of the dick. Not like a scar. I don't look like Scarface. I don't have a Scarface on the head of my dick. And it's not from a botched circumcision. But every guy has that. And then growing up, I used to be like, the fuck is this shit? No one taught me what it was. And it's like it's like a little like fish hook. That's rips up the- why health class is important. Sexual and education is important. It it's is. crazy that like still in places in the South and elsewhere, I'm sure they're teaching like abstinence only sex education in schools, in public schools. It's why. I remember when we got our first like sex talk, it was fourth grade and there was a kid who transferred from a school and he was like, and he was like, dude, everyone, we're getting condoms. They give out condoms when they do this. And then they, and then we asked the gym and it was always a gym teacher who had to give the sex talk. Did you have that? We had a health teacher. We had a gym. He'd, he'd come in in his fucking sweatpants, this out of shape <laughs> fuck, Mr. Hole. His name was Mr. Hole. Middle name, Gaping. Hey, folks. And he he would come in and then any questions? And then one guy was like, do we get condoms? And he goes, no. <laughs> you don't get condoms? And the guy's like, oh, I thought we got, I thought this is a bar where we got condoms. <laughs> we were all excited to get condoms. We didn't get them. But what we got was like a Old Spice sponsored um deodorant. deodorant yeah we got like a deodorant but like they separated the men and the women this is when there used to be two genders right the good old the glory days and there's two genders they separated the boys and the girls and the women the girls probably got tampons or learned about that i think the guys should have learned about that wouldn't that be better if like we knew about women's periods so that way when a girl's got like a you know Do a you flannel shirt year on old you is mature enough to handle it I'm learning right now. I'm 33. I know. It is wild. No, it's true. I mean, there's two schools of thought, right? And I I don't know which one is correct. But like some people think that you should be... Well, Megan Kelly. Oh, she manages to ruin everything. But she was talking about this the other day. How like... (laughs) They're teaching, they're at some preschools now, they're teaching people about kids about consent, which I think is very important. I, I, part of me thinks that we shouldn't be sheltering our kids from any knowledge, really. Like, uh, sure, there are things that are adult, but like, 
is it too early to learn? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like if guys, if, I'm not opposed to guys learning about periods at 12 years old. Because it's, we're, even though it doesn't directly. It leaves you it, in the dark. So it, it makes it more like, yeah, I don't know, taboo they or brought the, the girls in the other room and we had to like guess what they were learning about. And we thought they were all like getting pregnant or we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We had no idea. I learned sex from a cartoon, from a book my mom showed what us. Which is probably a good thing that she showed us a book of like two cartoon people being naked. You see their bushy vaginas. What were you telling me? Oh, I think I remember. I was trying to think of this the other day. Did you think that the vagina was located directly under the belly button? Yeah, right there. And what was the poster that you had? That Pamela Anderson, (laughs) folks. She had uh, she had a jean shorts on as you do, you know, and she had like a flannel shirt kind of tied. You know, you could see her belly button, and then she had her jean shorts rolled down. And it so was they a, were like super it was low least, cut. I'm, I'm doing the the motioning with my fingers. It was at least three inches below her belly button that her jeans sort of finally started. And I was like, where the fuck is her vagina? I thought they airbrushed her vagina out. I thought the vagina was direct. Uh, you know, I still I still couldn't find it on a map. <laughs> People are trying about they can't find the G spot. I'm, I'm looking for the whole thing. I'm still so like the vagina. And then when you find out that it's kind of underneath the le- you know what I mean? It's like in the pelvic <laughs> bone area, not direct. So like for me, I thought you could have hit it with a dart like straight on. Like if, like if I was to finger if I, you know, what I thought was fingering would be like, you know, hitting, a, door, hitting a doorbell, <laughs> like at the bl- <laughs> ding dong, hello, I've come to play. Yeah. So I didn't really know. And then you see, and then you see, uh, and then you see uh, like some ch- chicks can stand up straight in the vagina. You don't even see, you know what I mean? Like there's just different types. And I think body positivity has to go both ways. Like I think women have to be positive about their bodies, but men have to also, I think it's comfortable for men to talk positivity about women's bodies. No, no guy's ever been like, ugh, I didn't fuck her. Why not? Her labia hung too low. <laughs> it's just part of your body. You know, but there's but there's a whole industry built on labiaplasty, and and if women, if that's what you want, like sure, it's a skin. It's I'm sure, like over time, things happen. Whatever, yeah, it's, it I looks mean, different. Well, you're getting into plastic surgery, and that's an individual's choice. If there's something that makes them really insecure, but, but they might not be insecure if it was. Well, no when it fuck. comes to genital plastic surgery, there's a lot that can go wrong. It's like having elective spine surgery. I mean, like a lot of people choose not to do spinal surgery or like neck surgery until they're in like unbearable, excruciating pain, can't do anything, can't get out of bed because they're in so much pain. Because there's a high risk associated with it, right? You could be paralyzed. You could do ha- have more pain, damaged nerves, whatever. Same with like um, vaginal surgery. You could lose all your feeling. Yeah. So you're trying to make your everything look tighter, and now all of a sudden you can't feel but anything. Labia, Is labias that worth don't the have payoff? much nerve ending, right? No, totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was in the. Okay, I thought the labia was just the okay, uh, the main party. I love that. Well, I, by the way, I love that we have a Venus flytrap right in between us. We got to post a photo of this Venus flytrap because not only is Venus a sexual thing with the planetary alignment, whatever the fuck you have it's, there, but it's also like a like like um, vagina dente. What's that movie where the there's a there's this horror movie where the vagina um, has teeth. So when a guy tries like a to Venus yeah, so when the guy tries to rape a girl in the movie, he gets his dick bit off. They actually and, and, modeled and, and, a real life thing off of that. They started employing it in places like 
Africa where rape instances gonna, of I, rape are really high I'm and also the name of this. HIV. And they they developed a device that does exactly that. It's a thing that you wear that munches down on a rapist and then he has to go to a hospital to get it removed. Here look, here look, it's a, it's actually in Wikipedia. Vagina dentata. Dentata. Latin for toothed vagina. Folks, this is a real that in history. There's been like you know, at least they say like, oh, there was UFOs in the hieroglyphics because there's a di- you know some shitty artist di- you know was building an Osiris and you know cre- tried to make a sun, but he made it look like a pancake. So they're like, oh, there's aliens. Um, the, it's called vagina dentata, and it, it describes a folk tale in which a woman's vagina is said to contain teeth, with the associated implication that sexual intercourse might result in injury, emasculation, or castration for the man involved. The topic of vagina dentata may also cover a rare medical condition affecting the vagina, in which case it is more accurately termed a vaginal dermoid cyst. And in folklore, there's cautionary tales warning of the dangers of, no, of unknown women and to discourage rape. I think they should make a, a Pixar movie about vin, vagina dentata. You know what I mean? Help teach the preschoolers about consent. We'll call it Sex Toy Story. <laughs> and uh, oh, Sex Toy Story would be a great title for this episode. But um, yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. I mean, maybe, and so like in lore, people have been scared of the vagina and whether it's, whether it was to prevent men from abusing their, their, uh, you know, their, their abilities, I was gonna say rights, no man has a right to a vagina, but you know what I mean? Like, so when we talk about consent, uh, teaching it early, I think when I watch the Megyn Kelly piece on consent, we're not talking about, they're not talking telling five-year-olds like about rape i don't think i think they're saying like i think they're saying Before if a boy hugs somebody. you but you don't want or you should ask them and this and that yeah. i think it's a i think it's worthwhile nice thing. to teach it but not to necessarily overly enforce it and i mean that in a way where like as a teacher you, you probably should use your discretion same thing as a parent use your discretion to know if someone's like too touchy or too whatever and not like limit people from bonding because what's I, interesting I, about it is that this this whole idea sort of puts the onus not on like the receiver but on the giver and that's the difference is like you shouldn't have to like someone shouldn't feel uncomfortable having to say please don't touch me like that please don't do that right it should come from the person being conscientious does this person want physical touch and they should also a kiss or you, a hug or you, whatever yeah you should also learn when you're being slimy because you know in like other cultures in france you give everyone a bazoo you can make a kiss on the cheek guys give guys kisses on the cheek men women it's just a pleasant thing it's actually and they they see us doing hugs and they and go during flu season everybody's out at the same yeah. time but honestly a kiss on the cheek is really two people touching cheeks it's actually pretty sanitary probably more sanitary than than handshaking you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, probably yeah. is. But I, I, I know when I when I was studying in France, a lot of a lot of people were like, they love that American hug I gave them. It's just not what they do. This bear hug kind of thing that we do. But I was like, I was like Joe Biden in high school. I was hugging, massaging, uh, picking up babies. I was a real big hugger, and I still feel like I am. You know, like when I see my guys and my people, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, I don't know. So it's like, it's. Like anything, you got to teach. Uh, I, 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 it's almost like you have to teach how to read other people better. That's what the issue is. Well, and it's representative of a bigger thing because if you teach them consent when it comes to the little stuff when they're little, it's not a far leap when they're adults to understand consent. Yeah. Anyway, back to ovaries. <laughs> I had a really good analogy that I wanted to tie it all together. Maybe okay. it's not an analogy. What, what, you can have one. You can give an ovary, ovary, ovary away, right? 
No, I don't think so. You can't have just one ovary? Well, you can, but I don't think you can give it away. I don't think that's a thing that people do. Well, I'm not trying to have like a giveaway. You can't like donate like how you can donate a kidney. A sap giveaway? donate Wait, So ovary. we're not going to give away an ovary if we get some new ra- raters <laughs> and reviews? Uh, no, but so because if I have one, if I lose a nut, you still you still produce probably, I don't know, if I'm just going to guess, 80% with one nut. Like one nut over will, will work harder to make up for the missing nut. And I think an ovary is the same way, right? Where if like if, uh, if you lose an ovary, I am not sure. My guess would be that they are half and half because the way it works is that the opposite one produces an egg every month, oh, or every other month. That's what I'm saying. So like in May, the right ovary produces a an egg, and look. then in June, the left one produces. So they alternate. Can one ovary work better than the other? But if you say something happened, you had a cyst that caused like a uh, torsion and you lost an ovary, you could still be fine, get pregnant with one ovary. When one ovary has been removed or if a woman is born with only one ovary, the remaining ovary usually takes over the entire process of ovulation, releasing, it should be called ovulation, but whatever, releasing each month in average an egg from that single ovary. Oh, okay, cool. So it steps up. So it steps up. My my point being that the main ovary and the main ball are the most important, and the second one is like a safety, which reminds me of Prince William and Prince Harry. Prince Harry's just the second ball. Prince William's the main one as far as the the British royalty goes. You know what I mean? Like he's the first in line, and then that's. I think that's why the body creates two in case one sucks. It's like a form of you know, self-preservation. It's important stuff we're talking about here, folks. <laughs> Look, we're here for you, um, we're, uh, for your path. We're going to probably have to wrap up in a, in a couple minutes because I know we got to go. Um, uh, uh, we made soap yesterday. We made soap as uh, for the for, uh, first batch of the season. I don't know that it. I'm I'm a little concerned about this. We got batch. a wild card here, folks. Yeah. We have a soap wild card. It we did, got it did soap. not look the way it was supposed to look oh, when we boy. poured it in the mold. You know, when you make soap, Dave folks, was like, it looks great. It looks like applesauce. <laughs> I said uh, it in a high pitch. I was trying to protect Tasha. I was like, no, 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 it's probably fine. We didn't spend all day making it and ruining it. No, not at all. <laughs> Here's how you make soap, folks. You take uh, you take a we'll, we'll just we'll just say you take one unit of coconut oil, one unit of olive oil, and one unit of vegetable oil. You mix them in a pot to 125 degrees uh, Fahrenheit uh, for those uh, listeners abroad. I don't know what that is Celsius. I'm going to guess it's about 45 degrees. Like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Should I look that up? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, what if I'm really close? Um, and then you take that and in a second pot, you mix this chemical called lye, L-Y-E. It's very dangerous by the lows. Sodium hydroxide. Sodium hydroxide. Are you sure that's what it is? Yeah, look. It says on the thing. And then we buy it. It's called a, it's, it's a drain opener. That's how good it is. It opens up the pipes when when you uh, uh, sodium hydroxide caustic soda and anyway it's super dangerous for you it can be used in warfare chemical warfare and all that bullshit um so don't touch it you got to be very careful you mix that in one thing with water immediately shoots up to 180 degrees and then when both when both the oil and the caustic soda lye mixture get to 125 degrees you mix them in a blender and then you add in your extra um essential oils if you want lavender or peppermint or what did we do we did a cinnamon clove Mm -hmm. uh, without we and we added a red clay 
clay. We read we added rose clay, which gives it a nice pink augmentation. Uh, and and uh, you add it at the specific temperature, blend it, and then you pour it like you're pouring brownies. And then you let it sit for a couple days. And as it hardens, then you cut it into its bars. Let it let it sit for a month or so, and you have fucking soap, and it's the best soap in the world. You can use it on your balls, your your bum hole. You can use it all over your body, your face. It's really great coconut oil based soap. It's hypoallergenic. What's it called when it doesn't clog your pores? Non commodogenic. I wasn't even close. <laughs> it's um, you will it it'll cure you of whatever diseases you have. It's um, <laughs> FDA approved. It's organic. Uh, and in anyway, anyway, uh, um, disclaimer: we've made this soap. We made sixteen pounds yesterday, and we're c- probably going to make another two batches of sixteen. So we're probably going to make forty five or so pounds. But honestly, and this isn't a sales pitch, people are asking about this soap. So I think what we should do is make a Yankee swap size box of soap. That someone can buy twenty five, thirty bucks, whatever. Do you know when you know you know when you have Yankee swaps or what do you what do you call them? Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you have whatever that is, where you need to buy some generic gift, we're always looking to buy it. You, and and folks, you always need it. And then you're like at a TJ Maxx looking for like you know some shit gift that you can like pass off as something nice. Well, how about organic soap that we make? So and and here's the deal. The re- the reason we've never sold this before. What's the main reason we've never tried to sell our soap before? It's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's not cheap to make. We spent probably a hundred bucks yesterday putting this shit together, not even knowing if it's going to come out. Although we've made probably about eighty to a hundred. We probably made over a hundred pounds of soap in our day. We usually give it out to friends and family. But what I think we're going to do is put together like a five or six bar box, make it all nice, you know, buy the sap, handwritten note, and then maybe and then maybe sell it to people. Point this point of this being, it's only October what fifteenth. Uh, we're not going to be trying to sell this for um i don't know another month and a half two months or whatever yeah so early december so if you're interested in purchasing a box of soap one or two or three or five boxes i think we're probably going to try to sell 20 or 30 of them that's and then whatever we don't sell goes to friends and family you know what i mean but anyway if you are interested in some kick-ass soap we do have an instagram at at tada soaps t-a-d-a soaps uh which we probably should update with some of the new things you you instagram lived it yesterday yeah, but on my personal account. Is it? Um, is it? Did you save it? Is it still active? Uh, yeah, it'll be there for like two weeks on my iPad, so I can make it into a highlight. Yeah, make it into a highlight so we can track our progress. And uh, if you, if you go check out at Tasha Courtney on Instagram to see the progress of it. I think the soap we made yesterday, even though it looked a little bojangled, I think it's going to be a, one of our best soaps. We made rose clay. We put rose clay in it, which is like this, fr- like Moroccan clay. That you know, it's a pretty good thing that we got going on here. I think we're being a little tough on ourselves, but I think tomorrow we should post the progress when we take it out of the box. I don't know. Anyway, what do we have left to talk about? Got to get out of here. We good? We got the Prince Harry. Uh, congratulations. We got um, Pete. We talked about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Um, what what advice? They they got matching tattoos. Would you ever get a tattoo of me on your neck? No. Yeah, I wouldn't get a tattoo of you. I wouldn't get a tattoo. I don't know. I don't think there's anything worth tattooing. Do you think you're going to get a tattoo ever? No, right? I could see a big midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> you first see a midlife oh, crisis. Oh, yeah. It's going to go ahead and... Arm sleeve. Problem with tattoos is you have to maintain the body type you had when you got the tattoo. But even then, even if you maintain your body type, your skin does still sag. 
Yeah. Your skin is going to get. And you've seen my skin. I've got elastic skin, which means one or two things. It's either going to sag a lot or it's actually going to do pretty well. I don't know which one it'll be. I don't know either. I think our kids will have okay skin. One day, if we let them, we shoot out some eggs, shoot some eggs out of that. Do you think you can make kids? Is that something you did? Women worry about that. Yeah, I think if you get to a certain age and you've been putting it off, I think that's totally normal for women to worry about. It's actually a huge industry freezing your eggs. They like advertise to people who are twenty five years old, which is psycho to me. They say that you should start freezing your eggs at thirty. Wow, you have a few years before that, you young bitch, <laughs> you young fourteen year old. There's a very specific age what you can tell a woman she looks like. You know what I mean? Oh, you, ba- you barely look a day over 24. You can't be like, you look 13. <laughs> you look like you've never... I don't know. Um, I'm old. I'm getting there. I don't know. I feel like... It's weird. I'm... St- you know, they, I try not to compare myself by age to anyone else, but like... Then you see... You watch, you watch Seth Meyers uh, on SNL last night, and he says he's in his early 40s, right? Even if you say call him forty five, you do the math backwards and you go, geez, by the by, by the time he was my age, he was like weekend update on SNL. Man, it's hard not to. I'll say this about the comedy festival I went on, I went to was that it was so inspiring to see other comics all come together with their best material in front of audiences, and it's like diverse crowds. I met comics from Toronto and England and all over the country and just random different places. But it's also like. Uh, the, where my my competitiveness goes, it goes. Oh, I need to step my fucking game up or just quit. And I'm not going to quit, but it's that feeling of like I got to get better. But then again, talking about Chris Robinson, the 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 light skinned black guy with the nice eyes that I was going to blow. Um, it was so cool, by the way, to have weed on me and be like, oh, you need something. I, I was like the weed guy coming from California it was cool because I don't really um, weed's not a big part of my life but the fact that uh, it was like yeah I got you man I got you fam because they're driving in from Canada I don't think they want to cross the borders with it yeah. I feel like they probably think the US is insane even though I think this week is they're making it legal federally right well you probably don't have grounds to announce that but also that all this stuff takes time no no Canada's making it oh I thought you meant the US no 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 well, the U.S. is making it uh, f- uh, medically. They're 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 looking to pass a bill to make weed medically. Well, they're talking about it, but it could be a long. Time It'll well, that'll that be a but that'll be right in time for mid- midterm elections. It's going to be like a big thing where like you know the where the Republicans finally have a selling point where they go, hey, we'll want to make it legal. It's like yeah, no shit, you do, you fucking stingy bitches. Anyway, um, what what was the point of it? Oh, anyway, so it's like I mean, did you ever get to that point where you're like, I need to get better or quit? Do you ever think about like like is that maybe that's just a competitive thing in me that's like fuck? No, I I mean it's important. Duh! I just had one of these like thoughts the other day. I was talking to the girls about it. Like, what the f am I doing? You what, get, what you get girls? to a point where just some girls, but like like coworkers, friends. Okay. Um, but you know, every once in a while, something like shocks you a little bit, and you're like, what am I? doing with my life it's i think it's important it's you shouldn't be comparing yourself to others and like you know judging your value based on like other people's progress and whether or not you're keeping up but i do think it's important to every once in a while take a step back and evaluate where you are what are your goals what are your accomplishments what are the steps that you have in place in order to make things happen um 
Otherwise, it's easy to just be complacent and every day flies by because you're you're living in the moment. No, because you're you're just wrapped up in work and like the mundane bullshit that takes up every day and saps us of all our energy. It's easy to just let time fly by and you don't if you don't evaluate where you are and what your goals are all of a sudden a year's gone by and you're like what do i have to show for it so do you think there's a healthy way to judge yourself against others not like i don't think it's judging yourself against others i think it's something that happens when you notice it's like something that jolts to your attention and maybe it's because you noticed that one of your colleagues is passing you up or because of something else you know, it's something yeah. that jolts you into attention, but it's not about comparing yourself to that person. It's about being introspective and reflective on your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that they say don't just like the stay in your own lane, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like, well, you need to look at the lane to know that you're staying in it. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't just put blinders on. You got to know your lane, but also at least with creative stuff, you have to like see what other people are doing. Not to rip them off, but there's this one guy, Tyler Morrison, wasted on stage. He's a Canadian guy, right? So fucking funny. He just released another comedy special. He's he's just this wasted dude, and and he's literally. And he, I mean, he he says he was blacked out. I believe it. So fucking funny. And he still had really tight joke structure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it, it just reminded me to be like. I've got funny premises and funny bits, but like I need to f- work harder at tying it all together, which involves callbacks and 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 really be more and thoughtful. And letting it all be like second nature. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I have to like word for word memorize it because I've gotten away from that and been more in the moment. But I was telling my Lake Tahoe story, which I love that we just posted it. We I we just posted the actual video of that on my on the YouTube. So if you just search Dave Neal or Sex Actually, you'll see it. I think it was episode two ninety six. I could be wrong, but it was a conversation we had coming home from Lake Tahoe about the dude who hit on you and blah blah blah. And I turned it into a bit and. It's not the funniest bit, but the we had a DJ at the um the the DJ uh, DJ four hundred was his name as uh, some white dude and he was great he DJed between the comics and it was uh, like sold out crowd it was amazing all my jokes were hitting like my stupid like jokes that had joke structure that were like set up punch whatever but then I go to tell the story and it still hits but it's different but it's true it's real and it brings up a lot of the feelings that all men have of jealousy and hierarchy and all these little things of like these you know generate these mal- not millennial generation z that have never been hit that just it's all participation trophies and now they're just willy-nilly hitting on you and where are we and it's it's it actually like yeah i mean it's a little bit deeper than just watching a guy hit on your chick because in the end i didn't give a fuck but i kind of was like this motherfucker thinks he can do this and it's just like that baton passing between like my generation and the one younger than me because i st- i feel like every generation You're gonna be the crotchety old man like on his front porch yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be grand torino dave i'm gonna be what's his name uh clint eastwood get off my lawn <laughs> to the fucking 15 year olds with their ripped muscles but it was interesting because afterwards you know if I, if you know it definitely wasn't the hardest hitting bit that i did and it didn't close on it or any of that. But the DJ came up to me afterwards and was like, dude, that fucking shit was funny. And I was like, well, that was real. It happened. I have a video of it. And another guy who was in the audience, um, 
was uh he works for wwe the wrestling and connecticut and he's a producer for them which you know spoiler alert it's all produced content <laughs> it's not real wrestling uh it's a soap opera with men with tights but not gay at all super homophobic um and i love the rock uh and uh, anyway so he actually does puppets puppetry and he and he was i was like oh fuck like you should you should do puppetry for like for like bits like you should take someone's bit and make a make a thing out of it like they do with like you know adult you know like comedy central has like shows like that crank anchors and shit like that and i was thinking like how funny would that be to see puppetry of my lake tahoe bit to see some like sexy teenage puppet hit on you and i'm just the fucking doughboy puppet videotaping the whole thing if you guys don't know what i'm talking about just go back to episode 296 anyway i talk about it in the car cast but it was just interesting because i was like i need to get my shit together and incorporate the irreverence of my own world with some formatting and structure that some of these other comics are getting better at and these guys some of them have done it double the amount of time i've done it it's just a natural progress to go okay i think i've decided what's funny and now i need to take it up a notch to a point that tells a story beginning middle and end anyway uh congrats prince harry and uh go follow tasha at tasha courtney on instagram and watch the us make soap if you do want to buy soap again this is the most no pressure thing in the world we will be selling it uh a leap in the net will appear beginning of december and then we'll be putting bags together before of course you anyone needs to commit to buying soap we'll, we'll like we'll like take some photos of what it'll look like in the box and all that i think it'll come out really nice we'll put some fake snow in there and you pop it open it's like the sap motherfucker and it won't say motherfucker but maybe we'll put some um i don't know maybe we'll put some of that um co- uh, what, what is that coffee scrub that you make with the sugar tasha makes great coffee scrubs good for your skin good for your butt it's good for a cellulite how does that work it must it ca- caffeinates your s- yeah, it just it tightens, so it's good for like under eye bags, and it's a, a good exfoliation. But the how caf- about ball the bags? Tightens everything. Caffeine on the balls is nice. Oh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to work. Um, so if you are interested, just email us at um, email us sexactuallypodcast at gmail dot com. Just say if you're interested or not. That'll automatically sign you up for um, the mailing list. And when when we are ready to um, sell our Christmas or holiday Kwanzaa, you know, whatever, uh, eight days of Hanukkah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do a Hanukkah soap. We'll get like eight spars of soap and you can just bang them out. You have the shittiest <laughs> Hanukkah gifts. Um, let us know. And we'll, cause I already post, I've already had people. I mean, every year we make some, how do I get a hold of it? And we go, you don't, we give it away. We're the worst business in the world. But the truth is, even if we sold a hundred of these things, we're not, you know, the fucking energy we put into it. It's a, it's a thing, but we do enjoy doing it. It's a good, it's arts and crafts are good for relationships. It, it's taught us how to, I think, uh, work well together, but also like separate. Like I work in the kitchen making the oil and you do all like the dainty, you know, setting up the wax paper and all the shit that I would just not do. I just wouldn't do that. I literally wouldn't do anything that you do. But also, you don't have to worry about the sloppy, oily part where I'm melting oils in a pot. It's good. Yeah, it's a good I just combo. have to worry about the the yeah the light. melting not, skin, not burning part. yourself. You got to wear a <laughs> protective eyewear. Um, anyway, folks, uh, we got to go. Uh, follow us. Um, and again, always uh, we appreciate uh, our new listeners. And best thing you can do if you haven't already is write us a review on iTunes. Super easy to do on your iPhone, or just share it with some friends. Um, every, literally. Every person you share it with helps. It's uh, We build this thing one brick at a time, and uh, we appreciate you. And uh, again, if you've listened to, let's say, five or more episodes and haven't written in, um, I know, and I'm pissed off at you, Lauren, Timothy, whoever's listening, Prince Harry, Ariana Grande, 
uh, write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and uh, I don't know tell us about your sex life tell us about your relationships who do you hate your dad like what's going on what's fucked you up you know just be honest with us I'd love to hear from it um, you know our last email was from Berlin we're all over the map folks appreciate it so much any any uh, parting words from you my my double ovaried lover uh no <laughs> Very well. I had some. I had something I wanted to chit chat about. Well, we can say. What you want to chit chat about? Episode. You want to tease it? What yeah. You well, you about? were just talking about Carcast, and I I got a map for the ultimate road trip. Where is it? What did, where does it go through? The whole United States. You want to? You want to do a listen? We could get ourselves a what a airstream. Oh well, fuck yeah! You know what we need and to do? Car cast and bolt. airstream cast. I I would bolt some microphones to that airstream table. Here's what we need. And some GoPros. And we could do some stand-up shows along hey, the way. Let, let's dream big right now. If we were making enough money off of the podcast or live streaming that we could both quit our jobs, it's my dream to do a freaking road trip across the country in an airstream. Well, yeah, car cast it's not work if it's something there. you love doing. You know, we could travel the country and meet meet interesting people, and that's not far fetched. I always say this: like when I did the when I did the um, Rogue Island Comedy Festival, we we were there with Chris, uh, Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher from Guys We Fuck podcast. And look, they do a different thing than I do. Theirs is way more sort of like movement, uh, body positivity, anti slut shaming. Ours is kind of like it's more docu series, uh, talk to friends. About about their relationships and we're not um i don't i don't pretend to be on that level that they are but they just kind of they just kind of hit a vein online with um with like a movement and you know we we've done just as many if not more episodes and it would just be a couple uh, extra decimal places uh, in the download section to get us to be able to afford to do that and honestly folks it comes with you you got a blog you got an instagram we've all got a couple friends on social media you know what i mean if you if you got a friend who likes um either sex or is troubled by their dating if you got a if you got like a my friend katie howler that literally overanalyzes every text message they belong listening to this podcast because we overanalyze every fucking fart we have tasha used the bathroom today with the door open for the first time no, i'll never I get didn't. that back i, I will thre- <laughs> i threatened to use the bathroom with the door open because you steamed up the whole place how am i supposed to use the bathroom when it's like a sauna I in like, there. Oh, yeah. I'd be like shitting in a steam room. I don't want to sit on a wet toilet. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like in Vietnam, like a summer night in Vietnam, just shitting in the moist. Anyway, folks, we should get out of here. But yeah, uh, take this battle cry that um, it's on you. How many episodes have you listened to? We appreciate you sharing with your friends. And you do. And we notice. Instagram stories is the best place. Screen grab that motherfucker. Write a little thing and get people to follow us. You know what I mean? Anyway, sound desperate, but um, if you if you want us to succeed at life, uh, it's just it's interesting to see that the guys we fucked girls can literally tour the country, and I see that, and I go, well, this could come off as jealous and bitter. It's more like, how do I reverse engineer what they've done? Because I think we've got the voice and the talent, and we do have a, a I mean, we do, we probably are in the top one percent of podcasts out there as far as downloads go that's the crazy part it's literally like there's so many podcasts that get like a download a day from their you know dead uncle or whatever you know their fake itunes accounts they're trying to like you know get multiple ipads to subscribe we, we would like that too. subscribe across all platforms but the point is is that we're probably are in the top one percent of of downloaded podcasts but you got to get to that point zero zero one to be monetizing and we're actually close we really are folks we're, we're getting there we got some great episodes coming up with some really talented fun people 
and um, we appreciate that you're on board. And I can tell you right now, if no one was listening, we would not be doing this. So we do appreciate you out there. Now, tag a few friends in it. Um, Instagram. Instagram for me, like I post on Twitter, definitely retweet that, whatever. But for me, Instagram's way more fun. Instagram stories is the... is. Does that mean I'm old? That no. like I Okay. Because it used to be Facebook. I don't even go on that, sh- that fucking hellhole anymore facebook is the vagina dentata of social media you just dick's gonna get cut off by even going in there it's a fucking hostile environment in there stay out folks be on instagram anyway uh, i'm rambling at this point i'm late for work we gotta go (laughs) love you all bye bye i'm a rambling man